Welcome to Locked On Southwestern Hockey. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for a long time, and I'm not alone. i got a couple of guests with me. Uh, we are live here in Tucson, not the Valley of the Sun, and I've got Robbie Leano through the window, and to my left, I have the Pierre Maguire to my Doc Emmerich, Sarah Avampato, host of Locked On NHL and Locked On LA Kings, and I'll start with Robbie in the control booth. Robbie, how's it going? Oh, it's go it's going pretty well. I think uh we had a pretty good weekend outside of the uh the hockey games that we that we saw, but you know, it was it wasn't bad. Yeah, and giving those humble apologies will be Sarah Avampato, host of Locked on LA Kings, who covers the Ontario Reign. Uh Sarah, would you like to make any apologies to Robbie right now? Listen, they were so bad at the beginning of the season that like let me just have this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we're of course talking about the game that took place just about an hour ago between the Ontario Reign and Tucson Roadrunners. Ontario was victorious 9-4. This was the most goals the Reign had scored this season. In fact, the previous high for the Ontario Reign was just last week <laughs> against the San Diego Goals. They scored a 7 spot, and they put up 9. Uh, the biggest surprise of this game, to Sarah's delight, was Boko Amama. Three points in a period? What was that? I mean, he's he's magical. We were so close to either a Boko Mama hat trick, and they were trying. In the, in, like, in the end of the game, they were on the power play, and they had Boko Mama out there, and you could see they were trying to set him up for, for a goal, which was amazing. We, we were so close to either that or a Gordie Howe hat trick from Boko Mama because uh, the fact that the opportunity, opportunity did not arise to uh, to drop his gloves was actually kind of surprising, but I love it. I love seeing from him uh, a good season and unfortunately fans couldn't be there to see it but we saw it and that was awesome there were a few fans there a, i mean a few the rest of the season not not today that was different <laughs> yeah that's been a disappointing thing this season is fans have not been able to watch the interior and they've had to go to tucson or go to colorado yes some fans made it all the way out there to loveland what's 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 why do people want to go there to watch hockey maybe <laughs> why not See, there's a reason he want to come to Tucson because as I showed you guys, it's an awesome city. But Loveland? I, I don't know. I can't think of a better reason to go to Loveland aside from hockey. That's about it. Is it near anything? <laughs> it's it's like what an hour north of Denver. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Mm. De Denver is the big calling card there, for what it's worth. Hmm. Mm, no, you don't. You don't want to go to Ball Arena. Oh, I love Denver. <laughs> I've been to Ball Arena. I laughed the whole time that I was at Ball Arena. Why did you laugh the whole time you were at Ball Arena? Because it's the stupidest name in sports. <laughs> Stupider than guaranteed rate field in the south side of Chicago. Yes. We've got a, There's stupider names out there for corporately named stadiums. Corporately. It's called Ball. <laughs> there, there, there are some dumb ones out there. I, I, can I think of any on the top of my head right now? No, but they're, yeah. Well, the fact that you have an American Airlines arena and an American Airlines center in Dallas and Miami, that confuses fans all the time. I mean, there's, uh, there's a Wells Fargo arena, a Wells Fargo center, another Wells Fargo arena, um, Wells Fargo I think there's a Wells Fargo stadium somewhere. Yeah. Wells Fargo does, like, I want to say has, like, 15 different stadiums based off the college, minor league, or major league level. It is unbelievable. Hey, there's, there's one for you, Sarah. 
Toyota Arena and not Toyota Center because Toyota Arena is the home, it used to be the home game of the Ontario Reign. And Tucson's, oh, sorry, Toyota Center is the home of the Houston Rockets. I remember that. <laughs> Hooray. Um, so what other takeaways before we get into the whole playoff bit can we take from today's game? One thing we can take away is you can tell, not 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 just from Tucson's side because of how bad they're playing, but from both sides. The motivation is just not there. Like, they, they, they knew that this game, not, not only was this game meaningless, but the playoffs are also pretty meaningless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a whole other can of worms. Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was... Both teams had more energy than I expected them to have today. Like, knowing that this game meant absolutely nothing for either team, I was expecting something that looked a little more like preseason hockey. But um, and, and it seemed like the, the officials were trying to keep the game under control from the very beginning, you know, handing out roughing penalties just to be like, can we please not, you know, blow anyone up in this game? But uh, and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I heard quite a bit of that in the press conference um, after, after the game. We'd... Uh, we talked to who were some of the players: Jeremy Gregoire, uh, Kyle Capobianco, um, and and a few others, as well as uh, Coach Steve Potvin for the for uh, for the uh, media session. And uh, all like put, a lot of them kind of skirted away from the question about whether or not they wanted to play in the playoffs, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and I think especially the one from Capobianco, and I'm probably gonna uh, play a clip from it once. This is all edited and put back together. Um, and uh, we pretty much, he was asked the question about, you know, the playoffs just in general. And he kind of just said, well, we're just focused on Tuesday. <laughs> like, like, you just completely avoided the question. And, and that seemed to be the case, like, that no one really wanted to answer that question of if they wanted to play on uh, for these playoffs, because obviously we know the article that came out, like you know, mm -hmm. not not too recently, yeah. and it shows that yeah, like I think what they said that like, three players max probably wanted to, yeah, no one wants this, yeah, seven players, seven players wanted of, to play in the tournament, out, out of, of everyone in the Pacific Division, seven out of about a hundred and sixty I mean, or hundred and seventy. Yeah. That's not good. No, and we can't really figure out who the seven are. We can conjecture who they are, but we can't say for sure. Uh, before we get into that whole mess, here's the schedule coming up. So I have it right in front of me. Okay. The play-in round, or what the NBA calls, or what LeBron calls BS. <laughs> what play-in round? Tuesday, there are two games. The Tucson Roadrunners will play the fourth seed San Jose Barracuda at 1 o'clock Pacific time, or Mountain Standard time. Then the second semifinal the Ontario Reign faces the Colorado Eagles at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time or Mountain Standard time. And then the play-in final will be between the two winners Wednesday, May 19th at 7 Pacific. All games will be played at Irvine, California at the Five Points Arena. A fantastic venue, by the way. Probably one of my favorite temporary venues from this season. Well, it's, it's way better than TSC and El Segundo. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> I can't even defend... TSC. I can't. There's it, no, you're correct. Yeah. And as for the other the other one, the semifinal round, the Henderson Silver Knights, the number one seed, they will draw the play-in winner. Uh, games one through three will be to be determined. All games are played at the Orleans Arena, the former home of the Las Vegas Wranglers. 
at Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, don't worry. There won't be any midnight hockey. There won't be any quote-unquote adult entertainment. None of that. You said don't worry? I mean, yeah. it like, sounds like kind of stuff that I want. Though. Yeah. Why are we being deprived of this? That's a whole other story. This is, this is two to one here. That's true. <laughs> it's just memories of the ECHL back when you could do whatever you want in the East. I'm sorry. The ECHL. I cannot say that. The Wild West of the ECHL. Yes. And the other Pacific Division semifinal, which is set. Number two seed Bakersfield takes on number three seed San Diego Goals. Game one is Friday, May 21st. Game second is Sunday, May 23rd. Game three, if necessary, is Monday, May 24th. It's a best of three series. All games will begin at approximately 5 or 6 p.m. Pacific. All games are played at the Mechanics Bank Center in Bakersfield, California, which is good for goals fans because they could go to the games. That's not a, that's not a bad drive. It's not. It's maybe a two-hour drive for me. Yeah, you can, like, I mean, those coming from San Diego, it's a little bit. Those coming from San Diego, that's maybe a three and a half hour drive if they go around L.A. Go around L.A. and maybe, I mean, the grapevine's pretty fast. There's no rain right now. They're they're fine on the grapevine, I think. Yeah, they're fine. The last time I went up, uh, since I was coming in from the east, from from Arizona, I had had to take 215 and then go through Palmdale and go, like, that, 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 that. Like, I don't know what GPS wanted me oh, to do. Oh, no. No. Why? <laughs> like, it was like 215 to whatever, like 38 to so be the two, 12. So it'd be the 215 to the 138. You pass through Boron for some god-awful reason. You take that little, like, weird route that's kind of straight but kind of through, like, dust area. Yep. And if you go, like, a mile south of that, you get the musical road, which sounds creepy. And then you finally end up in... Bakersfield. We've reached the uh, this, the uh, California native portion of the show where they talk about uh, what directions they take to get to places for about twenty minutes. So if you're not <laughs> if you're not a Californian, you can just check out for a little bit. I'll but, let I you mean, know. He, he didn't mention sure the, he, he didn't mention the musical road though. That's I mean like I know. Yeah, actually, I'm really curious about that. It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 a little highway that will play William Tell. What allegedly? It's it's you gone. have to go to certain speed. And uh, you have to hit the uh, the speed bumps at the right time, like and at if, the right angle and everything. Like, if you don't, it sounds like a very deranged version of the William Tell not so overture. That's what it sounds like. Sorry to say. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break from this conversation. Locked on Southwest Hockey. Locked on Coyotes. Locked on. L.A. Kings and Locked On Anaheim Ducks all meeting in Tucson, Arizona for a super crossover week. We're going to go talk more about uh, Tucson and uh, Tucson Roadrunners and the AHL playoffs coming up. Uh, That will be coming up in just a moment. But first, who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With credit card, credit karma money, you can win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit karma money is brand a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Credit karma money has already given away over three million dollars in instant karma over fifty thousand to over fifty thousand credit karma members and counting. Right now, visit creditkarma.com/winmoney. 
to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Once again, go to creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase is necessary. Exclusion and terms may apply. See, term, see rules. Baking services provided by MVB Bank. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits may apply. <laughs> we could circle back. Robbie, you're pointing. Okay. So <laughs> Saturday morning, we had a locker room if you guys joined hooray if you didn't you missed out so it was basically me trying to walk around and walk off this ginormous burrito that i got (laughs) it's literally like an arm worth of burrito like imagine like a big beefy person arm and like it's covered in bacon like i legit was like can i have your emergency contacts in case you die in the middle of the night (laughs) so what I had was a foot long. This was the large, by the way. I thought the large would be maybe eight, nine inches. No, it's a freaking foot. The, the medium was eight inches long. The <laughs> medium was eight inches long. The large was a foot of Sonoran burrito, wait for it, with bacon wrapped all around it. So That's not only do you have this massive burrito in front of you with meat, avocado, all this good stuff, the bacon wrapping around it. That is like a cardiac event waiting to happen. My arteries were clogging as I was taking each bite, but it was greasy deliciousness that I cannot explain to anyone else unless they come to Tucson. So, Robbie, please sell the folks one more time on coming to Tucson for the food tour. Well, I mean, obviously there's that bacon wrap burrito at that uh, that little shop called Petrodon. That uh, you know, at a, in a little bar area called the Box Out on Fourth Ave. There's also another similar one in South Tucson. Um, it's a little more out of the way for people who are living, going for the actual food tour because you can go all around. So, so the Sonoran hot dogs, El Guero Conelo. Orale, uh, you yeah. guys, you guys experienced that. That is the crown jewel of Tucson food. He used the term crown jewel. I am so proud that you used the term crown jewel. That is awesome. Robbie, you're my favorite person right now because you may have seen me do some public address where I use the term. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's my favorite term to say, by the way, is crown jewel every time I do public address. Wait, why? Uh, so this goes back to 12 years ago when Citizens, sorry, Toyota Arena, but then known as Citizens Business Bank Arena in Ontario. And the term that I would use was the crown jewel of the Inland Empire, Citizens Business Bank Arena. Oh, oh. it's the Inland Empire thing. Okay. Wow. That's just, no, like, I don't mean it in a way that's like, that's why I didn't know what the reference was, not a, like, oh, disparaging. Like, oh, the Inland right. Empire. Yeah. No. I, have, I know enough people who live there that I'm not going to, like, trash it. Like, I'm not a jerk. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's not a bad place. No, I just didn't get the reference. Is, is there a food tour there? Not necessarily. Is it a happening place? It, it is at times. Is it a destination? Uh, it is if you're going to Ontario Airport and you're going from Ontario to somewhere else. It's kind of a destination, I guess. Not, yeah. not as much as L.A., not as much as San Diego or Anaheim. Yeah, I mean, that's why, that, that's why people go for a lot of the other minor league Food tours and you know Tucson. T- I mean, just going to the entire Southwest: Tucson, San Diego, Anaheim, L.A., 
San Jose. San Diego has an amazing food tour. Oh, I mean, San Diego's got some great Mexican food. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Especially if you go to Old Town. Old Town has some good spots. What was the spot that you were talking about that I'm trying to remember? El Coyote. El Coyote, that's right. Fresh made tortillas. That's, that, like, like you, you, if you're even waiting outside, they'll make some, they'll, like, pass them out to you. Like, yeah. Uh, Robbie and I had this whole conversation about the kind of tortillas that you should have at these places. And you came to the conclusion that it's always corn no matter what. For the most part, like, like if it's a burrito, obviously it's flour. But, like, I'm, I'm always, if, if I'm ever having tacos or street tacos, like we did yet, just, just on Saturday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's always corn. Because it just, it completes the flavors, like, like for me. Like, flour just, I don't know, it, it takes something away from me. If it's the actual maseca corn tortilla, like, that I can handle very well. But certain big tacos, I like having the the mini flour tortillas, not the big giant like twelve inch diameter ones, but the ones that are like mini size, like half that. I like having the soft tacos as well. Those I think are great. I wasn't hungry when we came in here, but now I'm dying. Yeah, maybe it's we okay because margaritas are waiting. Yes, we should stop with the food tour, but uh, talk about something else that I kind of skirted around that we alluded to. Um, we were way past our ad break, so I don't even know what the ad breaks are. So, you know, I'm I'm pretty hungry right now. I mean, I'm not too hungry, but I mean, maybe the Roadrunners needed a little bit of energy. Maybe they needed some kind of protein in their life. So I'm thinking they needed Built Bar in their lives, right? Definitely needed some Bilt Bar. I mean, I I, I, um, I had some just the other morning. You know, I sh- shared that on uh, on Twitter, and my God, I, 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 I can't say. Best tasting protein bar ever. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Which flavor did you like a lot? And I'll let him say this. I, uh, I this, this, this last morning, I had the, uh, the, the churro puff yes. flavor. How did you love the churro puff? It was phenomenal. Yeah. It was absolutely phenomenal. Do you think the Churro Puff was robbed now in the uh, the championship? Oh, absolutely. Churro Puff should have won. Absolutely. I'm not going to go on. I, I mean, I could. No, don't. We have no. like eight more ad breaks to do. You can do it later. <laughs> okay. So if you want Churro Puff for yourself or any of the other fantastic flavors like cookie dough, cookies and cream, you can go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15. It's still LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order of Built Bar. Yeah. <laughs> so our friends at Bet Online, they have every sport imaginable, including MLB, the NBA, oh NBA playoffs. It's coming up right there. Yeah, and a certain team from the Valley, they're in it, aren't they? Yeah, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you can, uh, I, I might as well plug the plug those guys. Uh, they're pretty, they seem like pretty nice guys. Our friends are uh, the sister podcast over at Locked On Phoenix Suns. And I'll shout out the Locked On Lakers and Locked On Clippers because. Hey, they're both in it somehow. But you can check out betonline.ag and check out all the sports they have there, including baseball, basketball, NHL playoffs, reality TV, fighting, fighting, politics. They do have politics on there. That's... I know. That's, <sighs> that, we'll just say that's a thing. <laughs> so go to betonline.ag right now. Use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, for example... If you deposit $250, I don't know why I said that, then you get an extra $125 on your first deposit. Yes. Yes. 
He's just showing up with this math nonsense. Man. See, JD, I, I, w- I went to school for journalism because I don't know math. So let's not do this. Stats, Wait, stats stop, guy right don't, here. Don't shame us. Anyway, <laughs> that is betonline.ag. Promo code locked on gets you a 50% welcome bonus. And they're the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. And these playoffs are starting, whether the players like it or not. It, it's, it's happening. It's a thing that's going to happen for the next couple of weeks to determine who's going to win the Pacific Division. The Pacific Division Trophy. I think, what is it called? The Clark Trophy, I think? The like that. Chick Trophy, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that thing. Which, uh, Robbie, you can attest to where that trophy is right now. It is currently asterisk in Tucson. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not afraid to say that because... I mean, obviously, Tucson was supposed to win it last year because they were the best team in the Pacific Division last year, bar none. Like, it's like, there's no question about it. But the season ended early, and they were already on top, and they're like, eh, yeah. it's yours. Yeah. yeah. Like, they should have finished the season. Like, I mean, if they, they, sh- they shouldn't have given a trophy to an unfinished season, like, even though they were the best team. I'm just imagining, like... Giving them like a a, a fake trophy, yeah. just like a like a a weird bootleg version of whatever the trophy is. I mean, they have their banner raising. They did the banner raising ceremony about I think the second game that uh, that when fans were allowed into the season. So I think it was the second game when they were playing Texas or something like that. I was like, they're really raising a banner yep. for winning the. Division and a shortened season. Like, okay, sure. I mean, why not? It gives the fans something to cheer about, right? Yeah, that's fair enough. But then there was only like six, six, like at the time, only 600 fans were allowed in. It was 10% capacity. It was like nothing. Yeah, nothing. And then today it was at 25. 25%, so about 1,500 to 2,000 fans, somewhere around there. And like a pretty good, this is, this, this is actually the, um, um, both Robbie and Jason have done hockey games in person, uh, but this is the first game that I've gone to all season, um, these two games here in Tucson. And I had been really curious to see how, um, the, what the energy was like in a game with a reduced capacity. And, you know, like, was it as, as loud as a sellout game? No, but those fans were into it. Like everyone was so pumped to be there. Um, I think that it was just, not, didn't define my expectations. Like it's not like I expect, expected it to be like crickets, but it was just really neat to see that even with twenty five percent capacity in that building, that you could still feel the energy of the crowd. And especially in, uh, t- today's game was a little lopsided, let's say, in terms of score. But uh, the game before yeah. that ended in overtime, uh, the energy on that one was like you could feel it. Uh, and so then I'm like, well, wow, this place would be, the roof would be off if it was a, a full capacity crowd. Yeah. I know, uh, and, and I'll be honest. I haven't seen a full capacity game in well over a year. Yeah. Like, and which is surprising because lot like I think the the highest capacity I saw in the last year and a half was about say they got to about five thousand, maybe a little over five thousand seats out of sixty five hundred. So pretty close. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think. The last time I saw a full capacity game because even after January, I couldn't think of anything full capacity for Ontario at all. Uh, sir, I think the last time we saw a full capacity game 
was when we covered the All-Star game in Ontario yeah, last I, year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it depends on how you're defining full capacity, because I definitely was at Chicago Wolves games through March until the pandemic, but they don't sell out, so it's not like All-Star right. Arena is, is, is sold out. But, you know, I had a pretty good crowd, but, yeah, in terms of every butt in every seat, then, yeah, it was the All-Star game. Yeah, All-Star weekend. Yeah. And seen Martin Furk destroy a puck. <laughs> 109 miles an hour. I still will never forget seeing that happen. That's my boy. Oh, man, that is ridiculous. That's... You got a you got a glimpse of that on Friday. Yeah, I saw. I, yeah, that seeing that uh, that shot just zoom past uh, Chris. Now I'm like, look, <laughs> what the hell? Like, like I I I, I, I couldn't even see it go. Yeah. I just I, all of a sudden it was just in the back of the net. I'm just like, well, there's that's the game. Yep, we're done. We were, we were behind the net when we saw that. That yeah. was a fast shot. Yeah, we were behind the net, and like you could see, they gave Martin Furk a lane, like, and I get it, like much like how people like step out of the way of a Shea Weber, like slap shot, or like Chara, <laughs> like people step out of the way of a Martin Furk shot. But I was like, he's right, he's right, he's right. Oh, okay, he's just gonna score. Cool. And and he blasted that one pretty well. I love how he kind of undressed the defense a little bit because whoever was defending him, I forgot who was defending him, allegedly, just kind of <laughs> slipped down on the ice, almost face-planted, and it was maybe two guys left, and they didn't cover him at all. So they gave him all that space on the slot, and he just said, okay, sure, Whoop. flip it in there. Why not? An attempt was made. <laughs> An attempt was made. Was there, though? Yes. They tried. <laughs> it's not like they all just, like said F it and left, like, you know? Like, <laughs> They're not the goalie. Right. Like, they tried. I'm going to give them props. Like, that game went to overtime. It did go to overtime. Like, and it didn't seem like it was going to go to overtime at first. Yeah. It, it took, it, it took like, quite a bit. Yeah, to get going, yeah. It it, it did. I'm, I'm sorry that I called overtime on that game. It's my fault. I'm sorry. Oh, that's what else I wanted to talk about. Something that I haven't seen in well over a year is something that you alluded to, the fans and the fans coming back. The reaction for the fans every time that a goal would be scored. Tucson has some chance going for them. They're not too bad. Where they say, goal, it's your fault. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. That one's pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Tucson's is fine. But I host Locked on Ducks. San Diego takes it to a whole other level. I mean, do we, do we need to bring Justin Bradford in here from from uh, Locked On Predators? <laughs> like that's that that doesn't even compare. No, it doesn't. But the guy that runs the thing from San Diego, uh, Jeff, he's lived in Nashville, so that's where he kind of got it from. So his his actually builds up. Like in Tucson, it's the same chant. Like I like the chant, but it's the same chant every time. Whereas in San Diego, it builds up more and more and more. Then you get to like one, two. Three, four, five. Hey, goalie, it's all your fault. And then they end, you suck, loser. And when they say loser, everybody in that section brings up the L to their forehead and they just let them have it. It's kind of humiliating to the goalie. But I just like the fact that it builds up every goal and more of the crowd builds up. Plus, in a building that seats 13,000 people, you can imagine how loud it gets when they get to that point of the game. This is wild. I remember seeing a couple of the uh, the Calder Cup uh, ones. I think it was 2017 or 2018. No, 2017 because they missed 2018. Yeah. The 2017 playoffs. I- I'm sorry for all the fans that went into San Diego and just hated life. 
that they were visiting. They were like, we don't want to be here anymore. Please get us out of this building, please. They're, they're ruthless. They're pretty bad. Oh, yeah. They, uh... It wasn't. It wasn't as unison as uh, this uh, this weekend in Tucson. But like when uh, when the Tucson was in the playoffs, that the, their series against the Barracuda that couple years ago, uh, like they they did it pretty well. And plus, you know, to see that combined with the uh, the Coyotes whiteout, like we saw someone with a shirt today that had Tucson whiteout, or I think, yeah, something like that. Uh, someone wore that shirt today, and I was like, they do that here in. Tucson they do. I, it is pretty freaking cool. I was kind of surprised when I saw that because, you know, that is an Arizona Coyotes thing, and I didn't know that the Roadrunners had adopted that as well. Well, they're owned by the Coyotes. Yeah. So. All right, that's going to do it for part one of today's episode of the Locked On Southwest NHL crossover once again, Locked On Coyotes, Locked On LA Kings, and Locked On Anaheim Ducks. All converging in Tucson, Arizona over the weekend as we discuss a number of topics from the food tour of certain cities, mainly Tucson, as well as the uh, Roadrunners last weekend uh, and the upcoming AHL playoffs. Our crossover continues all week long. Be sure to tune in to part two coming up later this week, and maybe even we'll even have a part three or four, depending on uh, how much we can cut this episode up for you guys to listen. Uh, so once again, thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Don't forget to uh, leave us a follow and, and subscribe also uh, anywhere you get your podcast, but leave us a follow at LO underscore Coyotes. Also myself at RobLeonio1. We are again um we're doing this all week long hope you guys enjoy every single episode we put out this week on that on that note though hope you guys are staying safe hope you guys are staying healthy out there and don't forget to howl on and meet meet